Well, hello, everybody. Hi. I'm Lou, and I've got three kids, and I live in Brighton, and I'm married to a guy called Nathan. Woo! Yeah, a few people like him. Basically, I go around and I sing a lot and I love eating, I love running, I love movies. But one of the things I really, really love is actually to host people. I have a, a quite a big lounge and I basically have loads and loads of parties around there a lot of the time. I like to feed you. I like to make sure that you feel really welcome, which is why tonight I get the amazing opportunity to say to you, welcome. Welcome to New Day. Welcome to whatever you think it is. I hope that you really encounter God this week. We believe that he's here already. It's not just me standing up on the stage, the guy's there, but he is here and he is wanting to meet with you. So he says welcome to you. It might be that some of you have been dragged here. Anyone feel like you've been dragged here this week? Maybe. Go on, give a nudge. Maybe it was a last minute ticket and so you think you just end up here randomly because there was a ticket left over and someone's got to take it so you got pulled along there. Maybe your mum and dad made you come. Anyone done that? Maybe. No, never, never. I know, I know. But basically, I want to tell you that you are here for a reason. You might think it's random. You might think it was last minute. You might think it's because you come every year so this is what you do. But actually, you are here this week for a reason. God has got plans for you and he's got some great things to tell you. So tonight I'm going to talk on the subject of access all areas. As a singer and as an artist, I often get one of these. Can you see it? I don't know if you can see it. Access all areas pass. What does that mean? That basically means that I can go from where you lot are there and I can come behind the black curtain and step onto the stage. And there's also often in these places, like good food, good catering, you get to meet other artists, you get to hang out. It's really quite a nice place to be. But if you don't have one of these, you cannot get in. Anyone tried it yet, if you tried to get through? How about when you came to the uh, edge, did the stewards make sure you were wearing your badge? Yeah? They did. And they will be doing that all week, so you better make sure you don't lose it, otherwise you are not coming in. The thing is, we need a pass to come into certain places. And tonight, you need a pass, in a sense, to come to God. But the good news is, we have a pass for you. you just got to take it. So we, the thing is, we're also coming not just to a backstage or a tent or a campsite, which is how it feels right, right now, but actually you are coming to a person, and that person is God. Oh, hi, Nath. Oh, can we just give Jude, my son, a round of applause? <laughs> Look at those strong muscles. Yes, Jude. He's so gorgeous, isn't he? Yes, Jude. So when I talk about coming not to a, a place but coming to a person, I am talking about God the Father. Now, even mentioning those words, you might be freaking out. God, guy with the big beard, weird sandals up in the sky, is waiting to strike me with lightning at any moment I mess up. Or maybe it's father, and that word to you is alien. Maybe you've never met your dad before. Maybe you've been hurt or rejected by your dad before. Maybe you've been disappointed or let down. I totally get that. And so it's hard sometimes to talk about who God is in those terms because our understanding of dad and our understanding of God can be sometimes quite broken and misunderstood. 
But the God that we're talking about tonight and this week is totally different. We get a, a reflection of a dad on earth, but actually we get, we've got a heavenly father who is good all the time. Everything about him is good. He doesn't have any off days. He doesn't wake up in a bad mood. He doesn't wake up ready to uh, you know, tear your house down at any moment. The God that I'm talking about, and I'm gonna give you the past to tonight, has actually been with you since you were in your mum's tummy. He's been with you when you started walking, taking your little steps, and you fell over and had to get back up again. He was with you then. He was with you when you first did your school play. Most of the time you had your finger up your nose, but he didn't mind, it was okay. He was with you when you did your first kiss. Anyone had a first kiss yet? <laughs> I'm stopping it there. He's with you all the time, that's all I'm saying. He knows everything about you. He knows, like me, he knows all your highs and your lows. He knows the things that you're really proud of. And you, I've got, like Jude, he's like, Mom, look at this. Mom, check out this football thing. Check out how many people I killed on Fortnite. Check out all this stuff. You know, he knows all the things we're really proud about. But he also knows the things that maybe we're not quite so proud about. And yet still, he's got this invitation to you tonight. This God, the Father, is always loving. He's always patient. I'm definitely not living up to that all the time. He's always generous. He's always kind, steady. You can know that you're safe with him. He's faithful. He's a protector. He's a defender. He's a provider. He's powerful. And yet there's a gentleness about him too. The God the Father that we want to introduce you to tonight is, is pure and holy and there is no evil in him. There's not even an ounce of evil about him. The question is, if he's so good, why do I need a pass? I mean, if he's that good, surely I can come to him and be welcome, right? Well, that was the, uh, the subject of area. I forgot to say that, whoops. Access all areas. The first word was area. Not a place, but a person. Next, we come to the word all, okay? Romans 3, 23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What does that mean? We've fallen short, we've sinned. Well, right back at the start, some of you might know this story. God created the heavens and the earth, and he made a garden. It was called Eden. He did these incredible creatures. The, the place was gorgeous. The food was incredible. And then he made Adam and Eve to have friendship with them. How many of you have got friends on Instagram that you don't actually really, you don't know them at all, you just follow them? A lot? Yeah? That's not the kind of friendship I'm talking about. This friendship was where he came down, he looked them in the eye, he chatted to them, he spent time with them. He gave them everything in that garden. He said, all is yours. You can eat what you like, you can look after the animals, you can have an absolute laugh, you can have a blast. There's just one thing you are not allowed to do. You are not allowed to eat from that tree. What do they do? They ate from that tree. They listened to the lie. God doesn't really love them because if he really loved them, he wouldn't actually stop them from doing everything they wanted to do. 
They took matters into their own hands and chose to stop believing in the goodness of God, play God themselves. They stopped trusting that God knew best and started to trust themselves more. God can't really know what he's talking about, right? Because it's just a piece of fruit. I mean, what is the guy going on about? How many of you think you would have eaten the fruit? I like the honesty, it's good. How many of you, when you see a sign that says, don't touch the grass, or don't walk on the grass, how many of you want to walk on the grass? There you go. What about, don't touch that giant red button, do not press that red button in the elevator? There you go. Okay, what about, don't touch wet paint? How wet could it really be? I'm just going to give it a little try. Exactly. We would all have eaten the fruit. It just happens. It's part of who we are. It's not great, right? Well, a friend of mine called J. John, he says this. He says, the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. I'm going to say it again. The heart of the problem, the reason why we do it, is the problem of the heart. We like to have ourselves at the center We think we're okay. I do all right. I don't muck about at school. I do what my mum and dad tell me. I know best. I mean, I am my own person, so I know what I should and shouldn't be allowed to do, right? Because I know. Instead of letting God be God, we try and be God ourselves. Instead of believing that all good things come from him, we try and get satisfaction from other places. I can make it on my own. I'm going to look out for number one. Now, the Bible teaches us that this attitude of, yeah, you're all right up there on a cloud somewhere up there, but I'm going to play God myself, is called sin. Anyone heard that word before? Yeah, it's not a pleasant word to hear, but actually what it means is that we have a rebellion against God. And the consequence of Adam and Eve going, yep, I'm going to eat that fruit, was that they were then exiled from that garden. Now, God was still around. He didn't just leave them, but they no longer had access to him. Instead of being close and spending time with him, they were sent away. Now, it's the same for you and I, right? Right now, if you are not a believer in Jesus, you have a separation between you and God. Now, some of you are thinking, I'm all right. You've arrived feeling good. You've arrived feeling like, I'm okay. I've had a good year. I've got really good grades. I haven't, I've had under 100 behavior points at school. I've done all right. Have you? Maybe not. Some of you are thinking, oh, I think she's reading my mail. I think she can actually see what's been going on this year. I feel pretty guilty. I've got a whole truckload of baggage and uh, she can see all of it. What am I going to do? Well, I want to encourage you tonight. It doesn't matter whether you come feeling like, yeah, I'm pretty near perfect, or you come feeling, yeah, I'm pretty near the ground. Your access tonight to God the Father is only through Jesus. It is not on your behavior. It is not on how wonderful or not wonderful you are. It's through Jesus. We're all the same. I know when you go to a fairground or a swimming pool, that sort of thing, and they've got slides, they have those people with height restrictions on them. Do you know what I mean? 
with a line. And if you're not the right height, you can't go on it. Okay? Now, I'd just like to let you into a little secret. I've grown a centimetre and a half recently. I know. Thank you. I went to the doctors the other day and she said, oh, last time you were in here, you were 157 centimetres. That is tall. I know. And then she said, I think we should bed you again. I said, oh, no, I won't have grown. I mean, at my age, you're supposed to shrink, right? So she said, no, 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 let's put you up on the height chart. So I went on the height chart and she said, oh, 158 and a half centimetres. I was like, yes. When I texted my husband, he said, which way have you grown? Is it that way or that way? Charming. So I've not bought a height chart here, right? He is nice, I promise. The thing about it is, is whether you are a centimetre off that height chart, even if you stretch your neck and, you know, do this and try and get your feet up as high as you can, or whether you are way off the mark, you are not allowed on that ride. It's the same for everybody when it comes to meeting Jesus. Actually, whether we feel like we're really close or we're really far away, we cannot come to him, right? We're not allowed in. If we were to have our whole lives up on that screen, every motive, every thought, every action, things that everybody sees, things that nobody sees, I reckon all of us would realize, actually, we're not really very close to being able to come to God right now. And that goes for all of us. It's not just you, it's me. If I had my life there, I'd be like, ground swallow me up right now. It's your youth leaders, it's your pastors. Actually, without Jesus, there is no hope because we all look pretty bad. But the good news is that not only does it say all have sinned, in the Bible it also says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that all those who believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. So he doesn't just stand there and wave a finger and say, right, I'm going to take you out because you've been really naughty today. He says, hey, you're not doing so well when it comes to the matter of the heart. But I am inviting every single one of you to come to me. It's not just those who are on the New Day stage, the elite few with these nice luminous things around here. It's not that. Okay? The invitation is not just to them. It's not just to Ben or to Neil or to the girls and the guys doing the music. It's not just to those who've been into church. Maybe you come with some friends. They've been coming to church all their lives, so they must be able to come, right? Because they've, they're practically Christians just because they've been going to church. It's not about that. Actually, the access, all areas, invitation is to all of you. However old or young you are, whatever your background, whatever your history... This is open to all of us. So all have sinned, but all who believe have life. This brings me on to my last point, access. As an artist, as a singer, right, I go into these places and I get my qualification really to have a pass like this is that I'm an artist. That's how I get in there. Sometimes I might tag along with somebody, but essentially it's like, right, you're a singer, you've got the invitation, you're now wearing the pass, your, your qualification is because you are a singer. What qualifies us then tonight to come to Jesus, to come to the Father, sorry? Well, in Romans 5 verse 8 says this, but God shows his love for us 
in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I'm going to say it again. God shows his love, remember I said that he was a God of love, for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even before we cared, before we even gave him any chance at all, he died for us. Even when we were looking in completely the other direction, he died for us. Now, when someone wrongs us, we want justice. Often with kids, and maybe I might have said it a few times in my life, but it's like, well, he did it first, so I did it back. Well, he started it, so I'm going to finish it. Well, he did that, so he deserves me to kick him back. He kicked me first, so he deserves me to kick him back. Sometimes we can have that slight edge to us, right? Sometimes we think, well, he deserved it. I'm going to do it. Well, I'm not talking about revenge tonight. I'm talking about justice. When a crime happens, there are two parties involved. There's the person who did the crime, the guilty one. Then there's the one who the offence is against, the innocent party. We all know that the guilty one needs to pay. They need to pay for what they did. There needs to be some sort of payment. Now, I know that this year... There have been a lot of tough things going on in your lives, right? There have been stuff that has happened to you. There's been stuff maybe you've done to other people. Maybe it's stuff that's happened around you. And there's a cry in your heart. There needs to be justice. This is wrong. God knows that. And he is not indifferent to that. And this week we will learn about his love and his justice in those situations, I'm sure. But God also feels the same way about sin. Because God is justice, because he is just, he couldn't just brush it under the carpet. He couldn't just go, oh, yeah, well, they just did that. So it doesn't really matter. We don't mind, do we? We'll just let him in anyway. No, you need your access. What he did was he said, I'm going to actually deal with it. Because the debt has to be paid, I'm going to pay it. Instead of us, the guilty ones, receiving that separation, now Jesus, the innocent one, freely came and gave his life for us that we can now go free. God knew I could never do it on my own. I can never quite make it there. Like I say, if it was all on the screen, no chance. I would never be good enough because basically I still choose self. There are still moments in my life where I go, ah, really like you, but I think I'm going to like me more. Happens. We all do it. We choose ourselves. So Jesus did what he knew we couldn't do. He walked a perfect life. He was perfect. He died our death. And then, this is really important, not only did he take our punishment, but he rose from the dead. Now what that means is, that he beat the power of sin over your life. He basically gave it a good old boot and told it it has no place anymore. So tonight we were singing that song, weren't we, Alive, which is a good song, Neil. Love it. And we were singing about how Jesus has conquered and the impact that has on our lives. And as we were singing that, I really felt God wanted to say to you, there are things in your life that you think you cannot get free of. But because he has risen from the dead, he has now beaten that over your life. It no longer has a hold. It does no final say over you anymore. Jesus has the victory and Jesus has beaten sin in your life. 
also death. So when I watched my mum die, I knew I was going to see her again in heaven. It was so important because I knew, we sing about death, where's your sting? Well, it still hurts. But actually, one day, Jesus is coming again and the death will no longer have its sting anymore. Amen? It's really important, guys, because I feel like you need to know you don't have to stand for it anymore. It's not like, oh, poor me. I'm just trapped. I'm stuck. I'm just a sinner. No, Jesus has done it all. He has done everything that is required that you can take hold of and now say, you have no place in my life anymore. I believe it for you this evening. Jesus became the accused and took my punishment. Jesus became the accused and took your punishment. The innocent one became guilty for me and you. He offers you his past tonight to the Father. He invites you to share his access. It's not down to your talent. It's not down to your good things. It's not down to basically anything you can do apart from trusting in him. Jesus, only Jesus, is the one. A friend of mine says, Jesus plus nothing. Some of you tonight already think, well, I might just need to do a couple of extra things, you know. I I need to do that to please him. In fact, I believe there are some of you here who have got into a bit of a rut where you, you know this is true. Jesus is your access tonight. But actually, you're still convinced that if I'm just doing this a little bit better and if I just show him that I love him this way and if I just do this, then he'll love me more. But that's not the truth. Actually, we come to the Father tonight only through Jesus by the grace of God. It's all about his grace. There's no blagging, no fake ID needed. You don't have to put on a filter with Jesus. Today I went for a run and um, it's good for, I clear my head that way. I'm not a fantastic runner. I'm a bit more of a plodder, to be honest. But I like it and it gets my head clear. And uh, and I went to... um, I, I was basically all hot and sweaty and it was lunchtime and I thought, oh, I better go to lunch. But then I thought, oh, I look really sweaty and I've got no makeup on and everyone's going to see me without any makeup on. Surely that can't be okay. And I thought, actually, that's how we feel quite a lot of the time. We have to put some sort of face on. We have to put some sort of filter on before people can see us and before God can see us. But tonight, that's not the truth. This week, that's not the truth. This year, that's not the truth. For your lives, that's not the truth. No filter needed with Jesus because he is your access. I'm going to carry on with that verse that we've had. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. This is really important, okay? Because our understanding sometimes of love, again, can be slightly warped. I'm not talking about the kind of love that you find on Love Island, I mean it. Moment you're not dressed right, you haven't got the right things in the right places. Or you don't snog right, you're dumped. That's not what love is. Don't be fooled by that, because that is not what love is. Because then you've always got to be something, and that's not what love is. 
I'm not talking about the kind of love that stops loving the moment it gets bored or it gets too hard. Or the kind of love that gets offended and so walks away. Or when the going gets tough, walks out and abandons you. That is not the kind of love that is I'm talking about. It's not dependent on your good behavior tonight. The love of God that I'm talking about tonight is when the person is willing to lay down his life for you, was prepared to be walked all over. He was wrongly accused, spat on. I did wonder if I could spit just so that you could see how offensive it was. Anyone like having somebody spit in your face? You want to take him out, don't you? Who said me? Oh, no, I'm not going to do it. I promise. Okay, you, you want to take that person out. If somebody accuses you of something you've not done, you get offended. You get upset. You've got rights. If, they, if someone spits on you, how dare you spit on me? That's completely out of order. And yet Jesus did all of that and more. He was mocked at. He was laughed and ridiculed. He was whipped. He was beaten. They really pummeled him. And then they killed him on a cross like a criminal, even though he was innocent. He did that because he loves you and he loves me. None of us are qualified tonight to come this week. No chance in our own standing. But none of us, none of us is now disqualified either because Jesus has made it possible. This is God's gift to you and to me. Are you with me? So next part of that verse. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that all who believe in him should not perish. All that I've been talking about, it sounds quite good, right? All right, so I get things wrong. Jesus dies in my place. And then I can come basically before him if I just say, yes, okay. Well, that's pretty much there, except we have to actually believe, okay? When you um, believe in something, you give yourself to it. Often you live for it. Now, if you belong to a football team, one football team, you've got their colours on, right? And then you change football teams and you get transferred onto another team. You now wear the new team colours. You don't play for that team anymore. You actually belong to the new team. Well, when we're turning to Jesus and we're talking about him and we're giving ourselves to him, it's the same thing. We had one thing that we were living for and then we exchange it and now we live for something else. Um, when you get given a gift, right, you actually have to have your hands empty, don't you, to take it. Your hands, if they're full, you can't take whatever it is that somebody's giving you. So you have to let go of your old stuff so that you can then take hold of the new stuff that God has for you. The thing about becoming a Christian and actually giving your life to Jesus is that you are turning from one way of living your whole life to another Now, it's an ongoing process, all right? So I'm sure there's going to be stuff in here tonight. If I said, right, I'm sure you've got stuff that, as I've been talking about sin, there's a few things that have come to mind that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure if I can bring that. Oh, yeah, that's a bit ugly. There's stuff there that you can bring straight away. But God doesn't just want the bad stuff. He doesn't just want you to say sorry for that stuff and then keep going that way. He says, come to me and confess that stuff I will forgive you. And then he says, bring your whole life 
and start living for me. We get transferred from one team to another forever. It might be that there are some things you need to start bringing to the table right away tonight. There's no point in hanging on to them all week because it's just a waste of energy when you could be running hard. It's a bit like actually still being attached, I guess. And so you say, I'm going to live for God, but I'm just going to keep one foot over here just in case it doesn't go well or it's just not fun enough. And he actually says, no, you need to cut ties with that and come to me. But God's not calling you to give your whole self to him tonight as a hard taskmaster. He says he wants you to say sorry for those things against him and turn to him for a reason. He knows what's best for you. He knew if Adam and Eve ate the fruit, then uh, it would not be the best for them. As it, and the same for us. He calls us from things that we're living, stuff we're living now, because he has something much, much better something way better. Instead of living every morning with guilt and shame, he says, I will make you free. I offer forgiveness. Instead of living in fear and anxiety, he says, I want to give you love and peace. Instead of having to wake up and feel like, oh, I don't belong. I've got to somehow pretend. I've got to somehow think that I can fit in. Somehow. He says, in Jesus, I accept you. You are loved every single day. No question, you are loved, you are accepted, you belong every day because of Jesus. Instead of being called stranger, you are now called friend. Instead of being far away, you are now joined into his family. And this happens forever. You get to come this week with your Access All Areas Pass, knowing that it's Jesus who is your access. And you can know God. You can spend time with him. You can enjoy his love. But this is only if you choose Jesus to be first in your life. So we've talked about the fact that the area we're coming to tonight is Father. We've talked about the fact that all of us have sinned, but the invitation is for all of us to come. And then we speak about the fact that our access to come is actually Jesus. There are some simple steps which we're going to go back to, I think, later on, but I'm just going to tell you them quickly. To go from this life and living to a new life, you have to repent. That basically means say sorry, okay? We all need to say sorry. You then need to receive forgiveness. Now, this is important because I feel like some of you have said sorry, but you're still living as though you're that person, so you're not receiving the forgiveness. You, you, you still think that stuff still counts against you, and it doesn't. Jesus has dealt with it. And that's for those of you who've been Christian for many years as well. You have not fully received forgiveness. And God says, once you are forgiven, your sins are remembered no more. And Jesus has dealt with all of them. And then you have to say, okay, I've said sorry. I'm receiving that forgiveness. Now I'm going to start living for you, Jesus. Now, I've mentioned quite a lot of stuff there, but there's just something else I really wanted to mention. And I've got a couple of friends that are going to come on stage and help me in this last little bit, okay? Some of you tonight have thought, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard it all before. I've heard about Jesus. 
And quite frankly, what you're saying, that's good for those people. They, they are sinners. They definitely need Jesus. They definitely need him. No giggling, please. Thank you. Anyway, um, they definitely need Jesus, right? So you're thinking, it's fine for them. They're the sinners. But for me, I'm all right. I'm a good person. I'm okay. I don't sleep around. My mum and dad go to church every single week, so I must be okay. And I go to church every week, so I must be okay. And what are some of the other things? I don't get drunk. I'm good for the environment. Have you noticed these good bottles here this week? We're going for the environmental thing. Does that mean I get to to have access to Jesus tonight? You have to say no. Thanks. Not because of this bottle. I have access because of something else. Now, we're going to just try this. For those of you who think, well, I don't sleep around. I definitely can come to God because I don't sleep around. I'm going to try this lanyard on. Just to be clear, I have had sex. I've got three kids. so. But for your benefit... (laughs) Sorry, Joel, am I allowed to say that? Anyway, <laughs> for those of you who think you can come to Jesus, sorry, Jesse, that's my eldest son. <laughs> Do you think you can come to Jesus tonight because you've not had sex yet? Let's go and have a see. I'm going to run. Am I going to find that I can come through? Oh, sorry. Malcolm, I'm really sorry. Well, I'm trying to get in. Okay, that does not work. All right? This will not mean you have access tonight. Right, let's try another one. I'll try and be more gentle this time, Malcolm. Sorry. Okay. I go to church. I go to church. Let's see if this works. Ready? No, still no access. Okay, what about this one? Now, this is actually quite an interesting one because some of you have been in a Christian home for quite a long time. And so you think because your mum and dad go to church, that means you must be safe, right? You, you must be. Let's see if we get access and get through this time, shall we? Ready? no okay what about environment how many of you want to save the planet yes we do but does that mean you can come to the father tonight does that mean you've got access environment let's try it ready I'm a good person. I'm really great. I'm really lovely to everybody. I'm sure I'm going to get in that now. Oh, no. Sorry. I love you. Malcolm. I still love you. I owe you a milkshake. Right. Okay. Two milkshakes. And you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, Nat. All right. See? I deserve it. They do, actually. But anyway, none of that stuff means that you have access to worship tonight. But the good news is that just like when someone gives you a present, what's it going to be? Access all areas. 
When someone gives you a present, you don't just leave the box there. It's flipping rude. And you're not making use of what you've been given. You open the present, you take out what's inside, and you use it. So my access all areas tonight, your access all areas tonight, only comes through Right, boys, are you ready? Yes! Thank you. <laughs> big round of applause, big round of applause. Jesus! Let me hear you say! Jesus! How many of you have got the wristbands on right now? This week, every time you come through this thing or when you're walking around site, wherever you are, and you look down and you see your past on your wrist, I want you to say, I have access to the Father because of Jesus. It's the only reason, it's the best reason, because I then don't have to worry, I don't have to be perfect, I don't have to get everything in control. It's Jesus first, Jesus plus nothing. Can you say that with me? Jesus plus nothing. And again, Jesus plus nothing. Nothing. You are welcome.